रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी टी The makers of Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Carnew, and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The Spanish used to burn people they didn't like. In England, they once cut off your ears for stealing a penny. Russia had the whip. But for sheer ingenuity and instruments of torture, American genius wins again. We refer to income tax form 1040, such as the mailman has just brought to Fibber McGee and Molly. You don't have to fill out that income tax thing right now, do you, McGee? I thought you had till March 15. Have you read this thing? It's going to take till March 15. <laughs> Listen. Where the tax liability of an individual for 1942 is discharged, and such tax liability is greater than the tax for 1943, the excess of 1942 over the tax 1943 tax liability is added to the 1943 tax liability. <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> no, but I'll bet it's beautiful in the original Egyptian. <laughs> I better sit right down. I'll start from the beginning. Now let me see. For the calendar year 1943, or fiscal year beginning. Hey, what what is? Fiscal means. Fiscal. Fiscal. F I S K L. Fiscal. Well, uh, I think that's a rascal who goes fishing. Yeah. Maybe I better just use the calendar year. I know what that is. Now I see. Fibber McGee, seventy-nine was for this. Wait a minute now, dearie. Huh? Better make that Mister and Missus Fibber McGee. Isn't this a joint return? How can it be? We don't own any joints. Well, doesn't this return they include both of us? Well, oh, I don't know. Uh, look at the instruction sheet. Oh, oh my gosh! Look at the instructions. Now I am scared. Oh, boy! I think we could make out the tax sheet all right, but we're going to need help with the instructions. <laughs> this is brutal. If this thing is too tough for me, how about people that aren't as smart as I? Well, name three. Oh, he's a guy. Want to give a toast? Oh. Darling, hello, Alice. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Am I intruding? Oh, not at all, Alice. Not at all. I thought you were never going to get here. <laughs> You're just in time for the main goal—a ten-round bout to a decision. Fiscal McGee, the Peoria Palooka versus Kid Whiskers, the Washington Walloper. <laughs> And you'll recognize the loser because you'll have both hands up in the air. Hey, uh, you made out your income tax yet, Alice? No, I think the whole thing is silly. Oh, hmm. well, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's Alcatraz. <laughs> What's so silly about it, Alice? Well, Jeepers, I made out my income tax last year and called up the post office and told them it was ready, and they never sent anybody after it. Gee, if they don't care, I don't. Well, if you've had some experience with this stuff, Alice, maybe you can give us a hand. Here, take a look. Well, in the first place, Mr. McGee, you've got the wrong form. Oh no, no, that's just a little middle-aged spread, Alice. You can't help that. <laughs> oh no, I mean this tax blank. See the date? It says 1943. This is 1944. 
Oh, imagine them sending me last year's tax blank in the mail. Now, that's government efficiency for you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm going to nail the administration to the mast with this. Hand me the phone. I'm going to call the Chicago Tribune. Now, now, wait a minute, McGee. You're... Wait a minute, my clavicle. Give me that phone. Yes, here, Mr. McGee. Thanks. On second thought, I'm taking this up direct with the Frances Perkins. Well, why? She's Secretary of Labor. Yeah, well, what do you think making out a tax blank is, son? <laughs> Hello, operator. Put me through direct to Washington, D.C. And connect me with the White House everything, Mert. Oh. Is, eh? <laughs> oh, dear. What say, Mert? Well, take care of that, Mert. This may be the last Christmas for a long time. You'll get a bottle of that. Bet you just dab a little behind the ears, put a drop on each eyebrow and a little on the hanky. Betcha. Don't lavish it around. Oh, what kind did she get, McGee Cody? Teachers. <laughs> What's say, Mert? Okay, I'll call later. Lines to Washington are all tied up. <laughs> well, that blank is correct anyway. You're paying 1943 tax. Huh? Well, I've been looking over this tax form, Mr. McGee, and I don't think they want to be mean about anything. I think they like you. You do? What gives you that impression, Alice? Well, look at all these lines here. On almost every line it says XXXXXXX. I think that's a nice personal touch. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to kiss me or just mark the spot. Well, much obliged, Alice. We'll try to struggle along with it. All right, Mr. McGee. If you have any trouble, you just call me. <laughs> now, let me see. Line 14. Losses from firestorm. Shipwreck. Shipwreck. Hey, shipwreck. Are you referring to me, dearie? No, no, no. But, uh, I can make a deduction for shipwreck. Remember when you dusted last week, you knocked that bottle off the mantle that had my ship in it that I carved that ship in the bottle? Yeah. That thing was worth two or three hundred bucks. Two or three hundred? Sure. Heavenly days. Give the man a jackknife and a shingle and he thinks he's Henry Kaiser. No. Now, look, you. Come in. Oh, uh, how do you do? Uh, were you looking for... <laughs> oh, it's Mr. Von Zell, McGee. Oh, well... I hope I'm not interrupting anything. No, no, McGee's just making out his income tax, Mr. Vonzell. You got any friends or relatives that's a lightning calculator, Vonzell? Well, my cousin Fitzroy Vonzell was a lightning calculator. Uh -huh. He only made one mistake in his life. What was that? He calculated that lightning wouldn't strike him if he stood under a tree. <laughs> All we ever found of him was a left shoe and some bridge work. Well, what can we do for you, Si? Oh, well, you remember last week when Wilcox had the flu and I dropped in to say a few words about that thing you have. You know, the product is made there in Wisconsin. Racine or someplace? Uh, Johnson's Wax. Johnson's, yeah, I never... Well, I was just wondering who I should... I was wondering who I should see about the... Uh... Well, I don't want to be considered mercenary, you know, but uh... you know what I mean? Oh, oh, sure, sure. You mean who pays you and how much? Oh, now, you make it sound so... Well, as if I'd done it for money. I... <laughs> What a horrible thought. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sordid. I'll tell you what, Harry. Hmm? I'll check up on that and let you know. We'll call Sally as soon as we find out. Sally? Yeah. That's that girl you're always talking about. Your secretary, ain't it? Sally Patica? Oh, no. <laughs> well, not exactly, Mr. McGee. She's just a girl that I... Well, she and I are... Well, I guess it's no secret. <laughs> well, thanks for checking that matter for me. Okay. Well, hey. Who does pay him for last week? Well, how about Mr. Wilcox? I thought he was doing it as a favor to Wilcox. I'll call him and see. What's Wilcox's phone number? I don't know. Look in the phone book. Where is the phone in book? In the hall Okay, I'll call him up. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, 
got to straighten out that closet one of these. <laughs> oh, look what I found. Hey, Molly, you want some jelly beans? Depreciation, depletion, and amortization of emergency facilities. Reasonable allowance for exhaustion. Where into? Hey, Molly, they let you deduct a reasonable amount for exhaustion. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. You look pretty tired, so take off plenty. I will. I've been going through this instruction sheet like a monkey through a trapeze. I bet the only way I can get to sleep tonight is counting fiduciaries jumping over a debenture. <laughs> What is a fiduciary? Oh, the government just throws in words like that to lend a light touch to the whole thing. Yeah, but what does fiduciary mean? It don't mean anything. Just a word out of a song. Remember Rose O'Day? You are my skin of a rosary. What's a fiduciary rose? That is exactly how I... Come in, come in, come in. For goodness sakes, Mr. Wellington. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? I trust you will permit me somewhat belatedly. I fear to wish you a happy new year. Oh, thank you, Mr. Wellington. And, McGee, to you also, a happy. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> since I haven't seen you since Christmas, I hope you had a merry. <laughs> well, it was definitely superb. But I must admit that in matters concerning occasions of the spirit, I am a sentimentalist. I, I subscribe to the old saying, upon the house top, click, 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 down through the chimney, good. <laughs> oh, dear. You have a wonderful, <laughs> you have a wonderful memory for quotations, Mr. Wellington. Yeah. Did you specialize in poetry in college? I took a four-year course in English lit. For four, <laughs> four years. You must have had quite a hangover. <laughs> What can we do for you, Mr. Wellington? Not that I wish to hurry you, but himself here is anxious to finish making out his income test. Yeah, what's on your mind, Siggy? I just dropped in to admonish you, old man, by request of the Rules Committee of the Elks, to which I am a charter. Member? I'm member, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> in fact, I only... What have I done now? My gosh, my dues are paid. I settled for that billiard cue I busted, and if I fall asleep in the reading room, I don't snore any louder than any of those other old guys. <laughs> those are trivialities, old fellow. Picayune peccadilloes. The complaint appears to be somewhat more involved. 
It seems that you have a habit when answering the telephone of marking your place in a magazine with your cigar. Heavenly days, McGee. You mustn't ever... Oh, gee whiz, if a man's club is going to be so fussy... This is an incendiary habit to be deplored, McGee. Hmm. It has been estimated that your literary arson has cost the club two copies of the National Geographic, one police gazette, four colliers, two racing forms, and a suburban directory. I have been instructed to warn you that a continuance of this custom will result in your dismissal from a club in which, up until now, you have been a maid. Say? I'd love to, but it's impossible. Good day. Keep telling me where I can leave my cigar butts and where I can't. Besides, I don't do that. I'm always very careful to put... Oh, I smell something burning. McGee, your income tax form is smoking. Oh, my gosh. I left my cigar on. Notice it. (laughs) Now, let me see. Paragraph 15. What's this? Hello, folks. Oh, for goodness sakes, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Glad to see you back. How you feel? Oh, not bad. Say, did a friend of mine drop over here last week? Fellow named Harry Von Zell? Yes, he did, Mr. Wilcox. A very nice man, though a little indefinite. Yeah. He was in a while ago today, too, Junior. Wanted to know who paid off for last week. Who paid off? Yeah. Well, he told me he was doing that out of pure friendship. Oh, he was very friendly. And he didn't want us to think he was doing it simply for money. Oh, not at all. In fact, I got the impression that he thought no more of a dollar than Hitler thinks of his bomb shelter. (laughs) Well, uh, did you think he was worth anything? Did he say anything about Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? No, I don't think he... Didn't he tell how glow coat protects and beautifies linoleum and saves so much housework by eliminating old-fashioned floor scrubbing? No, he didn't do that. To tell the truth, he did more fumbling than a piccolo player with mittens on. You mean to say that he didn't even mention how glow coat is so easy to apply? Mm-hmm. That you just pour a little out, spread it around with a long-handled applier, and in 20 minutes it dries to a beautiful, protective finish? Not mm-hmm. a word. No, he didn't say nothing like that there. Oh, All that guy was interested in was Mizuma. Did you notice his coat bulging in and out, Molly? That was his wallet panting. <laughs> Judging the man, maybe he just... Well, I'll settle this. If he'd come over here and done a nice commercial job for Racine, I'd have sent him a check myself. But if he didn't know what to say... Oh, he didn't. That was obvious. He floundered in here like a seal after a herring. We had to give him all the information. You needn't feel any obligation to him, Mr. Wilcox. Mm. Obligation? Why, I never... And that ain't all, Junior. You better watch yourself. Huh? Why? Well, confidentially, after Bonzel left here, I saw him out on the porch and he was whistling and singing. Like this. Rinse so white, rinse so white, happy little wash day song. Like he was practicing up, see? Oh, he was, was he? Why, that guy, oh. You shouldn't have told him, McGee. Well, doggone it, I won't have a friend of mine exploded while he's flat on his back in bed with the flu. You don't mean exploded, you mean exploited. I do not exploit it, man. Oh, thank goodness, I didn't know what exploited, man. <laughs> Come in. Oh, <laughs> hello, Mr. Bonzell. Hi, hey. Uh, say, did I, was Harlow, I mean, uh, did I see him coming out of here just now? Yes, you did, Mr. Bonzell, and I think he was looking for you. Oh, he is? Yeah. Did he say anything about, uh, not that I'd probably take anything, even if he did offer me 10 or $15. I, <laughs> I usually get 25 you know, but he, uh, he didn't mention uh, I thought you were filling in for Junior just out of friendship, Bonzell. Well, I was. I, I was. I had no idea of cashing in on the idea. It was merely to help a friend fellas, but after, if they'd hired an announcer, he would have been, they would have, you can, if he had, which way did Harlow go? Well, uh, he went that way. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, looks like the end of a beautiful 10 or $15 friendship. Yeah, well, don't worry me any. I got more troubles, now let me see. Once received and excluded from gross income in this and prior years equals the aggregate premiums. Premiums. Hey, did I get any premiums this year, Mom? Uh, yes, you did. I think that squirt gun you got with the 27 cigarette coupons, you know. 
Now, that's the only one I can remember. Now, let's see. Now, listen, you call me if I can help any, McGee. i got to start supper, and don't do any figuring until I come back. You always get the decimal in the wrong place, you know. <laughs> there goes a good kid. Here I am, up to my clavicle and non-deductible crevatines on the mortar stand, and she acts like it'll all come out even. What a woman. She'll be... Uh-oh. Come in. Hi, sis. Now, look, would you mind returning at some future date? Say, right after the birth of your fourth grandchild? <laughs> I'm very busy. I'm making out my income. Well, gee, mister, can't you even let a little child stay long enough to get warm? Who can't you? Who can't you? Oh, I suppose so, but why don't you go home? Where have you been? I've been down to the Bontown department store, mister, and I'm going to tell a better business bureau on them, too. I bet you they cheated. Huh? They did? How? They had an advertisement in the paper, and it was wrong. Oh, it was, eh? Yes. Hmm? I said it was, eh? What's wrong? It was wrong. Gee, did you try to get one, too? No. <laughs> one what? What are you talking about? The monsters. The what? The monsters. They didn't even have any. They didn't have... Now, wait a minute. Okay. What's this about monsters? Well, gee, Mr. When a store advertises that they're having a monster clan sale and a woman goes down to get one, on account she's always wanted a monster for her very own. Oh. And they, they don't even have any, I bet you. It's just a dip, I bet you. Probably. Probably clear this up by a simple little explanation, but maybe you'll save yourself a lot of bruises and money by staying away from clearance sales. Now, Scram, will you sis? I'm awfully busy on my income tax. Okay, mister, but you better get to work on it, I guess. Hmm? <laughs> my daddy says you're kind of ignorant about income. <laughs> what do you mean I'm ignorant about income? Well, I don't know, but lots and lots of times I've heard him tell Mommy you're kind of an income poop. So I'm... <laughs>
Now, you sure it won't be out of your way to mail this, Alice? Oh, not a bit, Mr. McGee. I've got to go past the corner anyway, and I'll drop it in the box there. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't you need some stamps on this envelope? Oh, no, no. It's official government business. It is? Mm-hmm. Creepers, are you something big in the government? No, but the government is into me something tremendous. <laughs> well, much obliged, kid. Oh, not at all, Mr. McGee. I'm glad to do it, because you've been just like a grandfather to me. <laughs> Like a grandfather? Why, that was... Well, uh, did you fill out your income tax, blank? (laughs) Would you mind repeating that, Mrs. McGee? I said, did you make out your income tax, blank? Oh, yeah, thank you, yeah. (laughs) Further than that, I signed it, wrote a check for the full amount, and Alice is mailing it down at the corner box. Well, isn't that wonderful? How much do we owe on it? Oh, I wasn't quite sure, so I made the check out in blank. Government can fill in the right amount. A blank check and the mail, dearie? Why, of all things. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Hello, B1 deficiency. (laughs) Hello, you gaudy hero of the Grave Diggers Union. (laughs) Hero, oh. Sawed off any left legs by mistake today, Doc? Why, McGee, what a terrible way to talk to the doctor. Oh, it's his defense mechanism, dear. Needs oiling. Yeah. He's no doctor. He's a Zulu medicine man in white face. <laughs> he thinks a microbe is an Irish Kimona. <laughs> well, what do you want, Dr. Jekyll? Want to hide? That's very, very smart talk from a man who runs moaning to the doctor every time he gets the hiccups. If you mean like day before yesterday, doctor, that really was serious. You know, he hiccuped for six hours. Yeah, you ever try to shave with the hiccups, doc? When I got through, I'd taken more cuts than a roadshow chorus girl. I read of a man once who lost 62 pounds with a hiccup, doctor. Well, off McGee, 60 pounds would look good. Yeah. What have you been doing around here, McGee? Laying a paper trail so you can find your way back to the Davenport? <laughs> Making out my income tax, Doc. Oh. And I don't mind telling you, it's a great relief to have it made out, signed, and in the mail by the 11th of January like this. Always before this. I... Oh, I wonder who that could be. Come in. Oh. Hi, Vonzell. Hey, you know Dr. Gamble, Mr. Vonzell. Dr. Mr. Harry Vonzell, whom you probably heard on the Eddie Cantor program Wednesday night. Now, how do you do, Doctor? Are you a DDS or an MD? I am an MD, a BPOE, one time in the AEF of the USA, where I did KP. <laughs> now, now, if you'll excuse me. Oh, don't rush away, Doc. Don't rush. If Vonzell isn't staying. Oh. Are you, Harry? Uh, well, no. No, Mr. McGee, I just wondered if Harlow was... I missed him, you see. I I wondered if he'd said anything to you about compensation. That is, if, if he thought I had been of the slightest value to your sponsor. Oh, I'm sure he thought you were of the slightest value, don't you, McGee? <laughs> Absolutely. Believe me, Harry, any time Harlow is looking for a guy that'll give him the slightest value, he'll call on you. Oh, isn't it nice to have friends like that, Doctor? <laughs> The novelty wears off in time. Well, I'm glad I won't have any embarrassment then in asking Harlow or somebody to reimburse to make the usual arrangements for a small stipend. You know, as a telephone. <laughs> I'll get it. Uh, say, Fibber, if that's a Mrs. Bangle, some asking for me, tell her she doesn't have a thing to worry about for another six hours. <laughs> Hello? Who? Harry Von Zell. Oh, sure, bud. He's right here. That's for you, Harry. Oh, thank you. Hello? Yes. Oh, you did? Huh? Why, no, that hadn't occurred to me at all. Well, if you... you, uh, I don't see how it makes you look cheap just because I helped a friend out and only thought it was fair to be... He... Huh? 
Well, yes, but I wasn't really hinting, you know. It was my impression that they loved what I did and wanted to make some small gesture, and I... <laughs> well, I'll, all right, I'll leave right away. So long. Hey, 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 who was that? Eddie Cantor. <laughs> Sorry, I have to run, folks. Nice to meet you, doctor. Goodbye. <laughs> He seems like a pleasant sort of a lad. Ah, oh, he's very nice, Doctor. Yeah. What were you saying before the phone rang, Doc? Oh, I was just wondering if you kept a copy of your income tax. Oh, no, I don't need one. Alice is mailing it down at the corner and wants the post office to... Where did you say she's mailing it? In the box at the corner there. I think even a featherhead like her can be trusted to take a letter half a block to the box on the corner. Well, that might be if there were a post box on that corner, but there isn't. What? Why, there is, too. I've seen that box a thousand times. McGee, that isn't a mailbox. That's a trash can. <laughs> well, just a... What? A trash can? You mean that dumb bunny would... Oh, my gosh. Where's my hat? Skip the hat. Oh, this is ridiculous. Hey, Alice, wait a minute. No, 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 not you, Bondell. Hey, Alice, Alice, Linoleum is certainly no exception to the rule that dirt is constantly wearing out our household things. And in winter or summer, there's probably more dirt coming into your kitchen than any room in your house. Examine those small particles of dirt under a microscope and they look like jagged rocks with sharp edges. But if your linoleum surfaces are regularly protected with Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat, they're safe against that continual wear and tear. They will, in fact, last six to ten times longer than unprotected linoleum. Now, if it were a lot of work to apply glow coat, you might hesitate to use it. But it's really no work at all because it needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat and let it dry. Actually, it saves you many hours of work throughout the year. And as an extra dividend, keeps the linoleum colors bright and sunny, new-looking indefinitely. In these darker days of the year, you appreciate the brightness that a sparkling glow-coated floor gives to your kitchen. for you with a tax expert downtown tomorrow. You did? Oh, okay. What time? One o'clock. Hmm. You want me to come at one o'clock sharp? No, just as you are. Huh? <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. The character of Mr. Wellington heard on this program was played by Ransom Chairman. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wright finishes for home and industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.